ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the reigning, defending, 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 undisputed, universal, heavyweight champion, Wildcat Radio 2.0, bear down. You beautiful people. Don't never stop. Future took the business and ran it for me. Welcome, 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 Wildcats. Another edition of the Saul Bookman Show live from the Vivid Seat Studio, baby. Yes, sir. We're live from the studio. And just a reminder, if you just download the Vivid Seats app, you're automatically enrolled to the rewards program where you, as a first-time user, can save up to $100 on tickets. It's great. All you have to do is use promo code OVERTIME, and you get hooked up. It's a great program. It's an amazing app. Download it today. We have a lot to get into. U of A Hoops is back on the court. We're not going to talk too much football at all. I will just tell you heads up, they have a game this week against Oregon. But if you want a preview of that, you can go to Add a Green Show this week uh, where they will dive into that as well. Uh, And then we're going to wrap this all up like we always do. I always give you a little nugget of information. This time, since it's Veterans Day week, weekend, whatever have you, uh, I thought it was a good time to really get into some of those opportunities for veterans, whether they're, you're U of A affiliated or even if you're not, and you just you just like listening to this program. I'm I'm hey I'm here for you. Uh, the Vet Center on campus, an amazing place to go. I've taken advantage of it. I'm a former veteran. Uh, there's a lot of great things for us to get into, but we got to hit the court. So it's all about hoops today, baby. It's ahead to Mannion. Cross court and it goes to Green. Squares up for the three ball. It's good. Oh, I love Nico Mannion's eyes. They were laser focused. Drives left. Kick it corner. Green wide open for three. He's got it. Nico will take it quickly the other way. Mannion down the lane. His runner is good. Oh, my. Oh, he just keeps pursuing. Williams to throw it in. And a nice pass inside, but it's stolen away. Felice taken away by Mannion. Mannion on the run. Three on one to Green. Laid up and good. What hands from Nico? Nothing on that beat. I addicted to balling. I have to get my cash. The money is calling. Got bands, got bands, got bands. I'm addicted to balling. I think that's an apt place to start is talking about this dynamic freshman trio of, of Nico Mannion. Zeke Naji and Josh Green. I mean, these three have been unbelievable so far. Each one of them showed something just a little bit more than they did the previous game before. Tremendous effort all the way around by this Wildcats team, especially in the second half against Illinois. But let's get to it. We have to start with the reason why the University of Arizona is called point guard U, Nico Mannion. I had some concerns early on because I didn't know if I was going to see that athleticism and, and, and really that, that spark that separated him from so many others and really made him a legit five-star athlete. Hands down, uh, the best game 
of his young career so far. He hasn't had many games, obviously, but this was really good. 23 points, 9 assists, and the things that I loved to see from him, number one, decision-making. Took care of the ball, made some really solid, nice passes. And for me, as a, as a former guard and a former hoop head, when I watch guards, I don't just watch to see how they pass the ball. I watch to see the accuracy at which they pass. And it's even as simple as a chess pass or a bounce pass where there is nobody guarding the, the other player. Nico has that tenfold. He makes smart, crisp passes. He's not lazy with his passes. And I really appreciated the way he went about his business. He took advantage of shots that he was comfortable with. He took advantage of the defense when they fell apart. He showcased that floater, which was beautiful and money. And he did it in a way that wasn't going to draw a charge because you could read where that floater was coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like most guys, when they see a floater go up in the air, they'll just move over, step in front. And then as you're coming down, you're going to run them over and they're going to call offensive a foul. Nico didn't do that. He was real calculated at the times he threw that ball up there. His jump shot looked really nice and smooth, especially when he went to the left-hand side. Just that pull-up, you could just tell that he's comfortable with that. He's done it a million times. It looked like he's done it a million times, and uh, I was really impressed by him. As we move along, I think that it's only going to get better. Tremendous effort. Zeke Naji, Man, I don't know if I've seen a freshman, even going back to Derek Williams, that has so much control at such a young age. His size, his athleticism, the way he handles the ball, he just looks mature beyond his years. I feel comfortable every time that ball goes to him that he's going to catch it, he's going to secure it, and nobody's just going to be able to just yank that ball out of his hands or he's not going to fumble it. He's got a solid set of hands. Well, conversely, if you think back to like, even the DeAndre Ayton era, he was solid with the ball. He had great ball skills, but there were times where that ball kind of looked like he was moving around a lot in his hands, whereas with Zeke Naji, I don't see that as much. And that's that's a nice thing. That's definitely a nice thing. Uh, he's able to go up and get it. Uh, nice uh, pass from Nico Manning to him to kind of really cement the game. It was an alley-oop. It just showed a lot about what this team could be. And, man, it's got to get you excited uh, like I said, he's just real solid, solid overall. And then we got to finish up with Josh Green, who, man, his ability to hit the three last night is the first time that I think we've seen him show every facet of his game at a high level. He drove, he was able to shoot, and he hit some mid-range jumpers. He was fantastic last night. That three-headed horse is going to be scary for teams to deal with this season. I know Arizona was picked to finish fourth in the Pac-12. I don't see it. I don't see how that could possibly happen. There's still a long way to go. They only beat Illinois. It's not like Illinois was ranked. It's not like a lot of expectations are high for Illinois. Illinois could be a tournament team. I mean, hell, the way Trent Frazier came out last night, holy crap. I thought he was going to shoot us straight out of the gym. I thought... He was going to put on a Salim Stoudemire-type performance the way he was hitting threes early on. Luckily, he kind of faded 
and uh, he was pretty much non-existent after maybe the first 10 to 15 minutes of the game. And, uh, you know, th- this, this Arizona team really ramped it up. There was a point in the second half where Arizona and those three freshmen up 51-50 to 50, scored 23 of the next 27 points to really put the game away. Think about that. Think about that. 23 of the next 27 points to put the game away. That's tremendous. That is tremendous. So that leaves me to believe what? What's next? What does this mean for this team? Well, you know, I, I took some time to really think about where this team is going to go, right? And if you look back at Arizona basketball over the past five to eight years, let's say, let's go all the way back to the T.J. McConnell era, okay? The two years T.J. McConnell was at the helm for the Wildcats, they had some dudes on that squad. Uh, you had Aaron Gordon, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, uh, and then uh, Nick Johnson, Brandon Ashley, Caleb Tarzewski. Like, those were some dudes, right? And they got to an Elite Eight, arguably should have made it to the Final Four. I mean, oh, I know, I know it's a sore subject. They should have made it to the Final Four, the next year, same thing. You just swap out uh, Aaron Gordon with Stanley Johnson. Again, we all know the story. Could have made it to the Final Four. But that's they had five solid guys, no matter what. Some uh, You could even argue maybe six or seven. But as we got past that time, right, 2015, you didn't really have five solid guys. You had Gabe York, who was, who was really solid, really solid. Uh, Kadeem Allen was in his first year trying to figure everything out. Alonzo Trier, same thing. Anderson was okay down low. He had some really, really solid games, but that team was too inconsistent, and they could never get past the hump and really get themselves to another level, and they didn't really have those kind of dudes on that team, right? Then you move over to 2016, probably the closest that they've had to to what 2013 and 14 re- represented. With Raleigh Alkins, Kobe Simmons, Kadeem Allen, uh, Larry Markinen, uh, Alonzo Trier, who was there for half the season, and they should have made it to the Elite Eight, but they didn't. Doesn't matter. The next year, same thing. Raleigh, Aiden, Ristic, Trier, still short of that fifth and sixth guy that is consistently going to provide you solid minutes and great play. So when we look at that as a whole, and you look at this team, you have to know somebody else has to step up because three, these three freshmen can't do it by themselves. They, they just can't. And if you're expecting them to, you're only going to go as far as they can carry you. And once you hit a team that has four or five superstars on that team or four or five just solid all-around players that are going to make it tough for you to just rely on those three – that's when you're going to run into problems. I, I think we saw that in the tournament two years ago with Buffalo. Buffalo had a lot of guys all over the court. They were more consistent from spot one to seven than Arizona was. Arizona had DeAndre. Arizona had Raleigh. Arizona had Trier. That's all Arizona had. And when those guys didn't show up, they got run out of the gym. And you don't want the same thing to happen this year. So whether it be Devonair Dutrieve, who I believe has the most potential to really stand out from the rest, if he gets to come back from his suspension, whenever that time may be, I think he's the one that 
that could really be that fourth guy. So then who's going to be the fifth? You know, you have Baker, who I think could very well be that fifth. You have Lee, who I still think needs to find another level. I think he's very explosive. I think he's great around the basket. But I think he's going to need to provide a little bit more of an outside shot, maybe you know a mid-range jumper just to be a little bit more of a threat. And defensively, um, I, I think he can provide just a little bit more as well, uh, especially when you're moving laterally. Uh, vertically, he's perfectly fine. Um, and he's a strong kid. I just think that he's still got another level that he could get to. Then you got to go with Max Hazard. Max Hazard, obviously uh, a smaller guard. He's going to be a very situational type of player. Much kind of like Gabe York, except, you know, obviously Max Hazard's a little bit shorter. I think he provides you those bursts. He will provide you that momentum. He could very well have a game where he hits 12 threes in a game. That's that's how lights out Max Hazard could be. Then he could have a game where he only scores two points. You just you're you're never going to know because you're not going to rely on him consistently like that this season. And then last Chase Jeter. He's a senior, fifth year senior. Is he going to be able to provide you the kind of really the the substance to get you to that next level? Can he guard the elite big men in the country that that remains to be seen I think so far that's been kind of you know you know a hit or miss he's had some really good moments like if you think about Gonzaga last year he did solid down low and then he's had other moments where he hasn't and that's where this Arizona team has to improve they have to get more depth nobody else is coming to join this program outside of Dutrieve when he comes back from suspension so where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? You need to find those types of dudes if you want to find another level for this program. The, the bar has never been just to make the tournament. The bar is not going to be like that this year. You don't want to waste a talent like Nico Manning and Josh Green and maybe even Zeke Naji by not having other guys that can really provide that that substantial backing that they're going to need to take this team to another level. So we, we'll see. We'll see where this team goes. Pretty excited about what they have going on so far. So good. 2-0 and on the season. This week they have San Jose State, and then they have New Mexico State. Two games this week, and then we'll see where it goes from here. Real quick, when we come back, we will talk about San Jose State, and we will talk about New Mexico State as they come up this week. We'll get to that right after this break. Well, instead of instead of boring you about San Jose State and talking about them all day long, uh, it really doesn't matter what I say about San Jose State because they're they're very much similar to what NAU was. They're an undersized, outman team, especially by Arizona standards. It should be a game where Arizona is able to work on some of their sets. They're able to work on some of the things that maybe they they didn't perform so well on against uh, against Illinois and NAU. But Arizona should be an easy favorite, and this should be a pretty uh, simple victory for the Wildcats. Now, 
when we move forward to their game against New Mexico State, that's a completely different story. Uh, the Aggies are the dominant team in the Western Athletic Conference, and they have won the conference tournament and advanced the NCAA tournament three consecutive years and seven of the last eight. They are a legit non-Power 5 team. As legit as they come, not quite to the level of Gonzaga, but they are very, very good. So good, in fact, that they were just one-point losers to Auburn, who eventually made it to the Final Four last season. They returned seven seniors from last year, uh, a team that went 30-5 and and was the number 12 seed in the NCAA tournament. As a as a number, as a 30-5 and team, with the kind of credentials that they had, there was also no reason for them to be a 12 seed. Um, Auburn kind of got screwed with that one. So, uh, their major players, Travell and Queen, he's got the most NBA potential. I believe he scored 21 points in their first game of the season. He He's a solid NBA uh, hopeful. Uh, and then they have a backcourt of Jabari Rice, who's uh, making a transition from shooting guard to point guard. Uh, they do have some injuries. It'll be interesting to see if those injuries will be able to, uh, those players will be able to come back. A.J. Harris, Clayton Henry, and Terrell Brown are all going to be questionable. Um, they were question, they're going to be questionable going into their game against UTEP um, and the game after that. Uh, so we'll see where they end up going with those guys. But outside of that, they're a balanced team. They got Ivan Oricochia and Johnny McCants um, and transfer Sean Williams. Um, those guys are all capable of putting up points, and it, it should be it should be interesting. Uh, like I, I haven't mentioned earlier, but th- I did mention that they were going to have a game against UTEP this week. Outside of that game against UTEP, they do have another game on the schedule, and so they'll be playing a couple games when Arizona is going to be able to just play one before they, they match up with the Aggies. But the Aggies are a fundamentally sound team. They play very, very well as a team. Uh, no one particular particular player this year, outside of maybe Queen, um, is going to blow you off the boards, but they're all going to be solid. So Arizona is going to have to play a solid game. Arizona will be the favorite, but as a unit, an entire unit, from 1 to 8, New Mexico State is as good as they come um, from a non-conference perspective, especially coming in to McHale this weekend. So a lot to look forward to. It's no slouch game, so I encourage you to tune in and give it a shot and see how this Arizona team can continue to uh, stay in the win- winner's circle. We're looking for a 4-0 start to start the season, hopefully, and uh, it, it should be interesting. Now, when we return, we are going to talk about something that I think a lot of you have been chirping in on uh, on Twitter and Facebook and, and Instagram or what have you. Uh, we're going to talk about Jay Billis. We're going to talk about ESPN and we're going to get in to Scott Van Pelt, who did something that the other two entities did not. Stay tuned. I think we all know how frustrating it has been um, when it comes to Arizona basketball and really when it comes to the FBI scandal and the rumors and the the inaccurate reporting, we know that it has not been the greatest of days for Arizona. 
And I think what the fan base is probably most upset about is the fact that there has been no clear-cut evidence of Sean Miller on a wiretap of getting caught doing anything illegal. And I think the prevailing notion was that that eventually was going to come true. There was so much smoke at first. There had to be a fire somewhere. And up until this point, there hasn't been. And I don't know if there ever will be because you would just... You just have to assume it would have been brought up somehow, some way by now. It, they went to court for crying out loud, and nothing still came about it. Just a lot of speculation and a, non, a lot of improper reporting. And this week, or last week, I should say, Jay Billis took to Twitter again, this time to talk about Ohio State defensive end Chase Young. And this is what he said. Only athletes are presumed guilty immediately suspended, and must prove themselves innocent. Quite a contrast to coaches facing allegations in the FBI investigations and federal prosecutions. They are presumed innocent until proven guilty. What an amazing concept. And to that, a lot of Arizona fans are upset because Jay Billis called for Sean Miller's head. Jay Billis wanted to bury Sean Miller. And he did. He did everything he could to bury Sean Miller. At this point in time, it appears that he is completely wrong. He took Mark Schlebach's reporting from a source who who still to this day, we don't know who the source was. And there's been no verification that that material was ever true. I know people are skeptical about coaches and money and payments and stuff like that. I get it. I do. And there's a part of me that's always been like, you know, I'm a, I'm a wait and see. I'm going to wait and see. Cause I'm not going to be that guy that is going to jump on either side and go down the wrong path. I'm pretty certain at this point that I can come out and say nothing has been proven. Nothing's been proven against Sean Miller. And the fact that we still have people holding on to that last thread of hope that something will pop up against Sean Miller is kind of ridiculous. So much so that Scott Van Pelt, also with ESPN, came out this week on Monday and, and or I'm sorry, on Sunday night after the, the Arizona Wildcats victory over um, Illinois, he came out and said he was wrong. He was flat out wrong. And I just want to give him credit for that. I know in the grand scheme of things, it's not enough. For one person to come out and say that they were wrong when essentially an entire company buried this program, it isn't enough. However, when you're looking at one particular individual, the only person that he can control is himself. And to Scott Van Pelt, I appreciate the fact that he came out and said that he was wrong and he was sorry. And, and he did it on national television, and he did it on his own forum, and I appreciate that. It's not going to be enough for some of you. I get it. That's fine. That's your prerogative. Uh, for, for me, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Because, to be honest, I'm ready for this whole thing to be over. I'm kind of tired of talking about it. I think recruits don't really care about it. You know, I think they did at first. Sure, and it hurt us. 
with Javon Quinterly and, and such. But I don't think they really care about that now. I think that's all in hindsight. And Miller has proven it by the recruits he's been able to go after and get to come back in here again with the Nico Mannions and Josh Green and Zeke Naji. So it's not exactly like it's hurting us anymore. It's not hurting Arizona anymore. And I think as a fan base, there's a point in time where we have to just move on. We can bitch and moan all we want about how unfairly this program got treated. And they got treated unfairly. Especially when you look at the kind of crap that is going on at Kansas. Some of the rumors that were going on with Duke and Zion Williamson. Like... There's just as much smoke at those programs as there was at Arizona, but for whatever reason, Arizona got thrown to the wolves. But you know what? This program has bounced back. Sean Miller has bounced back. And I, you know what? I'm kind of excited to wait for the day where everything kind of blows over and Sean Miller comes out and says, you know what? This is what happened. As of right now, it appears it was an isolated incident with Book Richardson. Okay. And who knows what is going to unfold in the coming days, coming months, coming weeks, whatever. As of right now, that's, that's all it appears to be. A lot of people got dragged through the mud. And a lot of people made assumptions that weren't true. And they weren't true then. And as of right now, they're still not true. And I don't think they'll ever be true. So... I think right now as a fan base, we just need to stick to our guns. I think we just need to really support the basketball team. And we just need to take the higher road. When you see me on Twitter, I don't really go at anybody for, for whatever. I, I don't really go after anybody and, and call them names or, or, or say that they're wrong about this, that, and the other. Because as an Arizona Wildcats fan, I just like to think that we're better than that. And so... I just, you know, whatever. You know, I got guys that come up to me all the time. You know, I, I'm oh, I'm at the Suns or I'm at the D-backs or I'm at the Coyotes or I'm at the Cardinals or whatever. If this subject comes up and if they're not a U of A person, mostly if they're an ASU person, they give me crap about it. So what? I just look at them and I'm like, okay, well, nothing's ever been proven. Move along. And that's it. You can ask anybody who comes at me with this nonsense and I, I just, I, I don't care. I just don't care. I just want to move on. I want to enjoy my basketball, and I hope I get to enjoy it for a long time without any of this nonsense coming back up, and I really just want to move forward. And I I think a lot of you do too. I think we're getting to that point where it's starting to be put in hindsight. The NCAA investigation is going to come up at some point, I'm sure, but for right now, let's just enjoy the ride. Because that's all we got right now. And so that's my two cents on this whole ridiculous Jay Billis thing. I think he he is hypocritical when it comes to this. He's not treating Arizona with the same type of standard that he's treating these other entities and these other players and these other coaches. But that's Jay Billis. I just care about this program. I care about what Sean Miller has to say. I care about what... The, the students have to say when it comes to supporting this team. I care about what you fans have to say when it comes to supporting this team. And again, it's about supporting the team 
let's just ignore the noise and move forward. So with that being said, that was kind of, I don't know, I guess that would be considered heavy. It's time to move over to our last little nugget. You know how I do. I always give you guys something to think about, but we'll do that right after this break. Hey, we talked about this last week, people. I'm going to reinforce it every single week, probably. (laughs) MyBookie.ag, I'm telling you, if you haven't gotten in on the action, now is the time. Check out the latest from our friends at MyBookie.ag, where you can simply put in promo code OVERTIME for any first-time users, and they will match up to 50% of your first deposit. That's a great deal, people. That's a fantastic deal to get yourself in on some betting lines like Arizona's 4,500 odds, plus 4,500 odds to win the national championship. Uh, If you want to put money on the Monday Night Football game, if you want to put money on who's going to win the national championship, it's all right there for you. MyBookie.ag, that's it. It's so simple. With MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. Finally, on this uh, Veterans Day weekend, you know, I, I love I love my vets. I love everybody who's uh, really chipped into this, to supporting this country and fighting for our country. Um, I'm a veteran, and uh, I have to say that there are, there are programs out there that really support veterans. And when, we, when it comes to the University of Arizona, um, the Veterans Education and Transition Services Center is has been instrumental in doing that. It strives to provide the tools and assistance um, necessary for students to achieve academic success. And that's all while fostering like camaraderie and, and engagement. It's, it's a fantastic uh, center. Um, it's an organization that's run by veterans, um, spouses of veterans, dependents of veterans, and current service members that are going to school at the U of A. Um, and they and through their shared experiences, they they really they really bond and maintain a dynamic and an effective program, which is responsive to the needs of, of the community. And it's just it's a tremendous air, uh, spot that they have um, over at the student union. Um, vets recognize the shifting from the military to the academic environment is not always a straightforward process, and they're committed. To providing a safe and supportive environment, and I think that's that's the most important thing. Um, you can always contact them at vetsofc at email.arizona.edu. Um, there's two vet centers on campus. If you want to give them a call, 520-626-8380. With so many things going on in a in a veteran's life, um, or or somebody that's on active duty right now, um, it's important to not be afraid to reach out for help. I can't emphasize that enough. I was I was in that position before. I did not know really what was going on with me as I was suffering depression. I made a lot of bad choices. I ruined a marriage. I, I essentially broke up my family. It was awful. It was terrible. I was on the verge of homelessness. But, but... Because of the people that I had surrounding me in my life, mainly the friends at the, in the moment, they saw something in me, and uh, really, I, my fiance was instrumental in trying to get me the help that I needed. And when I was alone, all with her in Kansas, um, I went to Fort Campbell and spoke to somebody. And through that little bit of 
communication, I was able to find out that a lot of stuff was really jacked up with me. And that was in 2014. I was already removed from the military for a year. I was already out. And I had no idea that I had that significant of um, damage, really, uh, from some of the things that, that I, I saw, that I did, that um, you know, I took a lot of time away from my family. And I isolated myself. And those are never good things to do, ever, 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 ever. And so if you find yourself in a position like that or know somebody who you think is in a position like that, reach out to them. Just, you know, it, sometimes it's just as easy as saying, hey, you okay? You good? Sometimes that's all we need. And you wouldn't believe how far that could go. You wouldn't believe how far that could go. You know, uh, there's people in my office that aren't even veterans. You know, I, I take great pride in trying to find out, you know, make sure everybody's good. You know what I mean? Like if somebody's having a bad day, Hey, let's talk, man. Let's, let's just, let's chop it up. Let's, let's, let's just hammer it out. And I think the more and more we care about each other like that, the better we're all going to be right. So vet center, great place for veterans to go to on campus. Uh, also, uh, just a little side note, military one source for anybody out there that, that is a veteran or, or currently in the military. Great, great place to start. If you need to reach out, call somebody, um, they have, you can call and talk to a counselor right there on the spot. If you're just, if you're just having even just a moment, uh, if you're just having a moment and it's really tough and you just need to talk to somebody, you feel like you're just going to break down or whatever the case may be. It's okay, man. It's all right. It's, it's perfectly acceptable. Man, woman, it doesn't matter. Get the help you need. Take care of yourself. So that way you can be as productive a member of society as possible. That's what I strive to be now. I get to cover sports for a living. I get paid to do this. It's amazing. I couldn't have been blessed by a better opportunity. And then this came along and it made it even better. I get to talk to you Wildcat fans about a bunch of crazy cool stuff when it comes to the U of A sports and then I get to throw in my two cents on what life means it's just beautiful and uh, you know I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to this podcast and that's my time today that's it so uh, feel free to reach out to me at Saul underscore Bookman anytime you want I'm always here Uh, I always love listening to you guys I appreciate some of those who have already reached out to me and and said that they enjoyed the podcast hey If you guys have any things that you would like for me to bring up, please tweet at me. Say, hey, let's talk about this next time. Or can you talk about this? Hey, I'm down to listen to whatever. I'm always open to ideas. So I appreciate your time. We'll get back to this next week. U of A football will be back on the books. U of A basketball will have another couple games under their belt. And, uh, hey, we'll come back with something cool to talk about next week, right? Hey, nothing but love, people. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other, and we'll see you next week.